Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 128. Hey, this is Mark Lack from Shorten the Gap and Business Rockstars. And if you want to grow your business and your relationships, then you should definitely 100% be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but First, if you have not done this already, please go ahead and schedule a quick chat with me. I would love to talk with you sometime just for 10 or 15 minutes over the phone. Um, Head on over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB. And in the pinned welcome post in the top of my Facebook group, you'll see a link that goes directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a quick chat. Love to talk with you sometime. So I'll catch you there or I'll catch you in the Facebook group. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Mark Lack. Mark is the best-selling author of Shorten the Gap and TV host of Business Rockstars, who's interviewed over 1,000 successful entrepreneurs ranging from millionaires to billionaires. Inc. Magazine ranks Mark Lack as one of the top personal branding experts. He speaks around the country and helps businesses and entrepreneurs grow their income, impact, and influence through sales, marketing, and the power of personal branding. Before becoming an entrepreneur, Mark was one of the world's top professional painters Paintball players having won over $300,000 in high school while traveling the globe competing. Mark, welcome to the show, brother. Super excited to have you on. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're most excited about doing right now? Yeah, dude. You know, thanks for having me on. I remember we were just together recently and we're talking about jamming out. So here we are. What I'm most excited about is it's got to be our membership. We just launched a new membership all about helping people really learn how to follow the same things that people like Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, Lewis Howes, Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, all these amazing people that you, some of those names might sound familiar. What have they all done to become so successful? And the one common thing is they've all built really well-known personal brands that are positioned in such a way that makes them looked at as a thought leader, an expert, or an authority. And what we've done is been inside of a lot of the top businesses and personal brands, we've been able to reverse engineer 
what it is that they're doing with their personal brand that helps them actually have more impact in the world and helps them make more money for their actual business. The product or service is irrelevant. The personal brand is the common thing amongst all the top people. So we figured out how are they succeeding with personal branding and how somebody like maybe you or I can actually follow this process to get the same level of impact, the same level of influence, and then therefore the same money that these people are all making and having in the world. So our new membership is a really cost-efficient, effective way for basically anybody to start to follow the process, get into our trainings, be on the live weekly calls, get help from me and other experts on actually following that path. You get this because you're doing a podcast and on the branch of the tree of personal brands, podcasting, books, there's a lot of different ways to make money or impact people. So a lot of respect for you for uh, jumping on the podcast train because it's a great way to add value to people, which is what this whole interview is going to be about. Yeah, appreciate that, man. And I really appreciate you coming on the show because you and I were talking a little bit about this this past weekend in person. One of the things that I've respected the most about you is your personal branding and how you've been able to position yourself in a way that puts you as an authority figure and allows you to build a business off of the personal brand, right? I feel like a lot of people get it backwards and they try to build a business first and then build a brand second. And we were talking so much about giving out value and giving out content and helping people and then how that really helps you do better on the back end anyway. Can you talk into that for a second? Yeah. I mean, I want to talk about what you just said, which was building the personal brand before the business. That's the dream scenario, by the way. So for a lot of people out there that are like, well, shouldn't you build the business and have real success before you build the personal brand and start teaching? That would depend on what the personal brand is. So there's personal brands that make money from education. Like, hey, I'm somebody who's achieved a result and I can therefore provide some service because when you pay you pay attention. And so there's a lot of people giving away all the information, all the resources, all the stuff you you and I would want to know or to get a new result is all available. It's the person that can help us commit to learning the right information to get a new result. That's why we follow people because you and I and Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk, we could all be saying similar messages that sound alike, but I'm going to resonate way more with you than with one of them or way more with a woman or a someone my age, or somebody who speaks the same language as me. So that's the personal brand, is building a personal connection with another person. So it's irrelevant if you build the personal brand first or the business first, because the craziest thing is, we all have personal brands from the day we're born. We just don't call it that. A personal brand is really just me perceiving you in a certain way. That's your personal brand. Like if I say, let's go walk into the Louis Vuitton store, We don't need to talk to anyone. We can just look at what we're able to see about this brand. We would perceive Louis Vuitton in a certain way than if we walked into Macy's or Old Old Navy Navy. or H&M, right? We're going to perceive the brand in a totally different way. And so the what we see has such a big role in us judging and labeling what we are looking at. So we'll see, oh man, well, Louis Vuitton must be expensive. It looks really great. The people are wearing suits in there. We're at H&M, they're wearing like a tank top. So your personal brand is just how I'm perceiving you, just like a business brand is how I'm perceiving you. Mm -hmm. And so I think business branding and personal branding are very similar. The difference is, is you have to remember, people are always judging the way your business is from the get, how they talk to customer service, if they get a robot, Your logo doesn't really matter in the whole thing. And your personal brand is from the get-go. I'm judging who you are. And judging is not maybe a bad word. I'm perceiving you in a certain way. And so the difference is it's personal branding is just finally having an awareness that people are always perceiving you in a certain way. How many followers do you have? Do you drive a nice car? Do you have a big house? How are you dressed? Who do you hang out with? And how can I start to judge certain things about you to let me know if you can help me or just neutral or if you can hurt me. And so we're always perceiving people in a certain way. Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, all the people I was naming earlier, they're all hyper aware of how their perception makes a big difference. And if they can get a lot of people to perceive them in a certain way, they can have more impact, they can have more influence, and they can have more money. So it's really just personal branding is really just having the awareness that I can take control of how people are perceiving me at scale. And if I do it in the right way, it can help my business, it can help my charity, it can help my causes, and I can therefore make a bigger difference in the world. It's just being aware first. 
Can you talk into how you should position that brand, meaning like in the context of being your true self, like being real, being authentic with people? So I think a lot of people will see a Ty Lopez and they'll be like, man, I need to get the Ferrari. I need to get the big house. I need to get the girls so that I can like have this brand that's really attractive to people or whatever. And then they don't give themselves credit, even though they might make great money or have done great things. They don't think that they can take those steps because they don't have the stuff that they feel they need to have. Can you talk about how important it is to just be who you are and how that's really what your personal brand is? So, so many things are rushing through my mind that I want to share. So some of them are just quick little sayings. The first one is don't wait to be qualified. Don't wait to be certified. Don't wait to get external validation and permission that it's okay for you to start showing up and impacting people with your journey and your unique story. Don't wait to be qualified. Start now because what's really important is that people want to see the journey. They may not buy from you now. You may not get the phone call to be on stage now. You may not get the invitation to be on the big shows or the spotlight now. But the people that follow you for a long period of time and you get your first hundred fans, you get your first thousand fans, Mm -hmm. as that goes, your tribe of people that start following you and learning from you, that starts to slowly grow. And eventually, hey, do you know, Mark? Hey, do you know? And all of a sudden it starts to slowly spread. And if you do it long enough and you can catch on to like how you can really accelerate it so it happens faster, mm-hmm. people, you know, wow, you came out of nowhere. No, I've been doing this for 10 yeah, years. Right. I just hit the tipping point. Mm-hmm. You think I've been, I just, where did you come from? And it's like, I've been doing this For 10 years, you just now see me. I've been trying to be seen for 10 years. So the point is you need to start now. You needed to start yesterday, but we can't change the past. So you got to start now. And all that really means is from the simplest form ever, instead of the complex, oh my God, where do I even start? Yeah. Don't look at the destination of a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone, people who've been building their personal brands for decades. Don't look at that and their followers and their celebrity status and their bank accounts and the material objects they have and say, oh man, that is so far away from where I'm at. I could never get there. Yeah. Well, That's the wrong way to look at it. Just look in front of you and take a step forward and take another step forward. If you look at the destination, oh man, it can be so demotivating to want to even take the first step because of how far it is. So instead, don't convince yourself that you can get there. Just convince yourself that I can take one step. And inch by inch, it's a cliche saying, it's awesome though if you really feel it, inch by inch, everything's a cinch. But yard by yard, things can seem hard. And so if you just remember that if you just look at the inches in front of you and you keep going for those and improving every day, every day, just a little bit of an improvement. In 10 years, you'll look back or look at the scoreboard. One of my billionaire friends said, I didn't even know I was a billionaire until Forbes called me for an interview on the billionaire list. (laughs) And he's like, so my lesson was, he said, I was just playing the game the game of life, the game of business. I was trying to get better. I was showing up every day. I was trying to be my best. I was always practicing, looking to improve. By the way, this guy has 70,000 employees and he's Tillman Fertitta, the guy who just bought the Houston Rockets for 2.2 billion in cash. And he's on CNBC's Billion Dollar Buyer. He told me, he said, I was just playing the game. I wasn't looking at the scoreboard. Mm. And so it was so impactful to hear that because I was like, whoa, how cool this billionaire was just playing the game to be better every day, inch by inch. He wasn't looking at the scoreboard, counting, seeing how far ahead he was, or if he was doing better than this guy or where. So it's the same thing with personal branding. Take it one step at a time. Now, what is the first step? Well, the first step is going and looking on social media and seeing what am I posting about? Is this a reflection of how I want to be perceived? Because if I go on your social media and I start scrolling down, I can make assessments about what other people are going to think about you. So go on your social media and see how you're showing up. If you have a website, go on there and get other people's input on how they perceive your website. And then the next thing is, is you've got to start filming video content and or writing content that adds value. So video content that adds value and is entertaining and written content that's valuable and hopefully entertaining as well. Short, you don't have to write a freaking Steven Spielberg play here. (laughs) All you need to do 
is upload short 30 second, 60 second videos about something insightful. And in the beginning, you're like, yeah, but I, what do I talk about? Well, if you have a business, you're already solving problems. Just don't tell people how you do it demonstrate it to them. So if you have a business and a product and a service that actually adds value and makes a difference, don't tell people what it does, show them, demonstrate to them. And basically what I'm saying is over video, find a way to add value to them without them having to buy your product and service and without having to tell them the value, demonstrate it to them, give them an example, give them something they can walk away with that's helpful right there on the spot through the form of video. And then on the other side, if you don't have a business or if you don't have a product or service and maybe you have a job or you're in college or you're trying to figure out what you wanna do, just start educating yourselves, read books, watch YouTube videos, follow other people who are getting the results you want, and then simply take their stuff and give them credit, but regurgitate it on video. You know, I was just reading a book this morning by Tony Robbins and something that really resonated with me was boom. That's the message. That's the quote. That's the thing. So tell me what you think about this, or I hope this was helpful. Definitely go and follow Tony. He's amazing. Maybe Tony will even see that and be like, wow, you're sharing my message for me and giving me credit and sending people. Go follow Tony Robbins. Go read his book. Go buy his stuff. Tony's amazing. But the funny thing is, they're going to think you're amazing because you're actually the one that gave them the content right there. They'll be like, yeah, I do love Tony, but the way you said it was awesome. And then eventually, just like with music, or cooking, or really anything, when you start music, I played guitar for like 10 years, you start playing other people's music first, and then once you get good at playing other people's music, then you play your own music. When you start taking painting classes, you start painting certain things and following with the lines, then you go out and create your own stuff. With cooking, you first follow a recipe that someone else made, then you go out and try to create your own. So it's the same thing with a personal brand. Don't try to be the expert. Just regurgitate information from other experts, celebrities, thought leaders, life-changing people that have amazing quotes or pieces of knowledge that you're learning. Regurgitate that. People will actually think you're the badass. It's called like the Oprah Winfrey or the Ellen DeGeneres. Those people literally became celebrities worth hundreds of millions and billions of dollars just by sitting with celebrities and having them share their story and their advice. And through that, they became a celebrity themselves. So that's a long rant, but I hope that was like rapid fire value. Totally, totally. And that brings us, segues perfectly into this next part of the conversation. Talk about how leveraging influence has helped you build your personal brand. So I think influence is something that not a lot of us actually think about as an asset. I think we look at our assets as maybe our relationships and our money or things that we have that are worth you know, monetary value. So we've got relationships, our network, and then our net worth. And we think of things like that, right? I think influence is one of the assets that not a lot of people think of. Like if I said to you, how much influence do you have? I could say, how much money do you have? Mm -hmm. I could say, how many followers do you have? Mm -hmm. But do you actually quantify what influence you have? And a lot of people don't. So instead of just saying influence as this thing, and we're kind of like, oh yeah, influence. But if I sat down with you and I said, how much influence do you have and what metrics or what numbers are you giving me that quantify it? Well, what are we talking about? So when I look at influence, it's how many people can I impact? How am I tracking that? How much money can I make by simply saying stuff? I think influence is your ability to pick up the phone and call somebody and create a result or your ability to personally say things to other people and get a result. And so people with big followers are normally called influencers because they're speaking to lots of people and therefore they can get a certain result. Like Gary Vee could sell K-Swiss shoes, shoes that nobody was wearing, or at least millennials weren't wearing. That was like a baby boomer shoe. And all of a sudden he brought out the defibrillators, poof, and he brought K-Swiss back to life because Gary Vee has influence. And so he's able to say, I'm gonna just make a K-Swiss shoe. They're gonna pay me millions to do it. And I'm gonna use my influence to bring their brand back to life. So I think influence is your ability to produce a result, get people to, you know, you say jump, everyone else says how high, but how many people say how high, and then how does that turn into either income or impact? So influence has been insane for me. It's been the reason why I I was 27 when I bought this new house, but I just turned 28. It's been the reason why I'm able to live in this house, retire my fiance, build a million dollar business, travel the world, is because I've learned how to capitalize on creating more influence with the right people. That's really the thing, right? You can have influence over your dog and tell it to sit, but do you have influence over a successful person or do you have influence over your peer group or do you have influence over a Fortune 1000 C-level executive? 
to get them to buy your service. That's influence, right? Getting people to do what you want them to do. That's influence. I want you to donate to my charity. Well, if I said that, I might donate tens of thousands of dollars with my influence. But if Oprah said, I want you to donate to my charity, she'd probably do a hundred million dollars. And so she has a different level of influence that I'm working my way up to. So with that being said, I think people need to just walk away from this thinking like, wow, influence is actually an asset that I never actually quantify. How am I growing it? And more importantly, how am I investing in my own influence to be more influential? So for me, it's been huge. It's allowed me to live an amazing life. But more importantly, what really is cool about it is as I build my influence, I have more impact. And it's like a selfish thing. I want to become more influential because I know that I can impact more people's lives. And through becoming more influential, then I can impact people then I make more money. So everyone always says, I want to impact more people. I want to make more money so I can impact more people. The crazy thing is, if you focus, it's like the chicken and the egg. If you want to have more income and you want to have more impact, you actually have to have more influence. And what I look at is the more influential and more time, energy, and money I spend on building my personal brand to become more influential, then in proportion to the growth of my influence, I look and I see my impact and my income grows in direct proportion to my influence. So hopefully that resonates with some people listening right now. It's like, if you want to have more impact and more income, you have to invest in your influence. And so it's a huge, huge shift. Not a lot of people look at it that way. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And one of the easiest ways, it seems like to me, watching what you've been able to do, and then really the entire reason that I started my show was understanding the importance of influence, but also trying to map out a way to get that influence, right? So you have done an incredible job, and this is something that, like I said, this is the whole reason I started my show, at associating yourself with other people in order to build off of their influence to create the influence that now you have. So can you talk about how the law of association has helped you grow your influence exponentially? Yeah, I'll start off with a story from Warren Buffett, one of the richest people in the whole world, if you don't know who Warren Buffett is somehow. So Warren has this awesome little story where he says to a young stockbroker, young stockbroker runs up to Warren Buffett and he says, oh my God, Warren, can you give me your best tips on being a trader? Because I'm a stockbroker and if you can give me your best tips, then I can charge more money to my clients and then everything will be great. So give me some advice. What's the best tips? Warren Buffett says, look, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to give you tips on what my best advice is. I'm gonna give you something better 
And he goes, what? What could you give me that's better than your advice? And he says, well, if I give you my advice, you'll make a certain amount of money from the people that you can tell. But if I just put my arm around you and walk down Wall Street and everybody sees you and takes pictures of us because I am walking down Wall Street with my arm around you, everyone's going to know that who's this young guy that Warren Buffett's got his arm around? What are they talking about? Oh my gosh, as soon as Warren Buffett disappears on his private jet, everyone's gonna run up to you and say, what did Warren tell you? What did Buffett share with you? And all you have to do is say, you can pay me and I'll tell you what he shared with me. (laughs) And it's just gonna be the advice you already have. And so it's such an awesome example of how literally you will be perceived in association with the same level of authority or non-authority people you're hanging out with. And so what I mean is if you constantly are showing up all over the internet, on television, on radio, on stage, on huge publications and authority platforms and podcasts. If you're everywhere with all the top people, guess what? You're inevitably about to become one of the other top people. I call it the same thing, the Oprah Winfrey effect, the Ellen DeGeneres, the Ryan Seacrest. If you know those names, that's because all of those people built their success by aligning themselves with authoritative people and authoritative business brands. And so like, what is Ryan Seacrest's product, service, or business? <laughs> the guy is worth $300 million. It's crazy. And he doesn't have a product, service, or business. That's why you laugh because it's like, holy <laughs> shit. I didn't know he was worth $300 million. But that kind of, none of us are like, no way. We're all like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Good good, good on that guy. But we all all say that makes sense. Why? Because he's freaking everywhere. He's on American Idol. He's on this. He's always on 102.7 Kiss FM talking about whatever. That guy's everywhere. And he's worth $300 million. And so I don't even know why I went on that tangent, but (laughs) the point was to just help people recognize The most well-known person is almost always the one getting the influence, the impact, the income opportunities, the partnership deals, just because you're the most known. And so it's so big. People, they just don't get it. It's not about necessarily marketing your business, although that is so important. If you don't market your business, you're never going to grow. But on the other side of the coin over here, it's the content. It's the personal brand. It's adding value It's helping people, not just from marketing and then buying your service, but doing it without that. Just being everywhere and adding value like you and I are doing right now. I'm doing this because I know this will add value to at least one listener. And if I can impact one person's life and they can go out and create massive results for themselves, it's going to have a ripple effect into the world. Like Tony Robbins, John Asaroff, Jay Abraham, these people changed my life. And it's why I'm here today. And now from them, I'm creating impact. And so if I could just impact one person listening right now and they can like, not like, oh, wow, that was really good. I like some of those little one-liners and some of his little tips. I'm talking like, if I can change the direction of someone's life from this interview, from just sparking a little switch inside of them to go and build their personal brand, I'm so excited and that's what fills me up. And I know that's why you do your show is literally it's the one person's life that we can change. Not oh, that was cool. Like I got a high five and you said my show's cool, but I changed your life. And like years down the road or even sooner, hopefully, I hear somebody that says, bro, it was because that podcast episode I heard you on literally from that moment sparked something inside of me that changed the way I think, the way I behave, and therefore the whole trajectory of my destiny. And so that's what it's all about right there, dude, is like impacting people's lives and just doing it one at a time. I love one of Gary's stuff. I don't always agree with everything Gary Vaynerchuk says, but I agree with a lot of what he says. And I love one of his things he said, don't undervalue the one. And he says, that's the difference between you and me. I don't undervalue the number one. And what he means is the one podcast listener, the one person who's commenting on your videos, the one person who gives you the like on your first post or whatever it is, the one subscriber you have, don't undervalue that one person. And that's what personal branding is all about. Everybody who started pretty much basically had their first one podcast download, their first one listener. So you just got to get started. I mean, everything that you and I are talking about here is so powerful, but it's worthless if you don't just take the first step and get started building your personal brand. 
Yeah, it's so funny that you say that, bro, because when I first started my podcast, that's actually something that I really took to heart from Gary Vee. And I actually downloaded the little wallpapers that he puts out, the one that said one is greater than zero, because yeah, I was yeah. like, look, I know myself and I know that if I'm focused on the numbers from day one, I just know statistically speaking, I'm not going to blow up immediately. There are some yep. people who do. It is not impossible. Is it likely? No. Even if your stuff is good. It's not a strategy it. to follow. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not something that you can just be like, all right, let me put it into effect. And then if it doesn't work, it's like, all right, well, podcasting just doesn't work. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like, yeah, no, it's funny that you say that, man. I, I literally had that wallpaper on my iPhone screen for months during my launch to remind myself that like, look, even if one person out there is listening to something that I say, then it is definitely valuable for me to keep doing it. And now it's turned into obviously a lot more than that, which is the idea of the whole thing. But the thing is, I think people have this idea of like, well, I won't show up. I won't give it my all until I have a thousand people or until I, you know what I mean? Like I won't prepare my speech really, really well unless I'm speaking to an arena of 10,000 people, you know, so they get an opportunity to speak in front of 23 people and they go in like totally doing it half-hearted. And then, you know, because this isn't my time, right? This exactly. Isn't my big, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But then like they have, you have no idea what, like there could be an event organizer sitting in the audience that's looking for speakers at his next event of 2000 people. And like, Bro. you totally went in there screwed the whole thing up because you're like, oh, there's only 20 people here. Who cares? Like you will not get the big platform if you don't treat the small platform like it's the big platform. Bro, you literally just said something that was so like spot on with what just happened in my life. What I'm so jazzed about, you asked me in the very beginning what I'm excited about. My membership's one of those things. The second thing is that I'm at, like, I'm at the tipping point mm -hmm. where like this year, and the funny thing is even last year, right? I made seven figures. So I was able to buy a million dollar plus home, retire my fiance. And so like, it was so cool. Yeah. But like, this is the year. See, again, even last year, it was like, awesome year. But this is the year where everyone's like, where did you come from? Where, yeah. where, this 2018, this is the year where everybody's like, dude, where'd you come from? Whoa. And I'm like, I've been doing this for five years. Yeah. And it's like, but studying and investing in my education for 10. So I've been investing and I've only been in business for five, but like I've been investing in hardcore in my education, in the workshop, sharpening the sword before I went out and to battle yeah. for 10 years. And so I'm a five to 10 year overnight success. And this is the year everyone's like, dude, but my point of sharing that is you said, oh yeah, it's like, you don't look at this. You never know when that one podcast or that one stage is going to be the chance where someone's in the audience, someone listened to you and gets you on TV or for this. And it just happened to me. And I share this to inspire people, but I just spoke at an event. And here's the craziest part. This was present day. I just spoke at an event. And from that speech, I won't share the details of it. It was like 400 people in the audience. I just spoke at an event, 400 people in the audience. One of the people in that audience was so rocked by my speech that they paid me $20,000 to go and speak for one hour at another event. Wow. And so think about that. I spoke at an event that from speaking at that event led to the person in that audience giving me $20,000 for one hour to go and speak at their event with about the same 400 people at it. And I only share that with people because I did that speech for free. So that free speech got me a $20,000 check yeah. for a one hour speech. And how many speeches had you done up to that one? A hundred? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, the, but, but that's a hundred speeches that I've done in public. But one of my favorite quotes by Tony Robbins, and I have a laundry list of favorite quotes by Tony Robbins, but one of them is, what I practice in private, I will be rewarded for in public. And so I've done thousands of speeches at my house in front of the computer watching Les Brown and Tony Robbins and any other speaker that I wanted to model the language and impact and trajectory of like their impact of their speech. Mm -hmm. I want to learn how to embody their ability to yeah. speak and then learn how to project it back out so that I am them and they are me when we're on stage. So for thousands of speeches in my house, I would walk just like them on the screen, talk just like them on the screen. It was a mirror image of Les Brown and me, me and Tony Robbins, a mirror image of me regurgitating the motion, the physiology, the posture, the language, hmm. the pauses, me copying them on the screen like a duck following its mother duck, just identical, boom, a mirror image. 
thousands of those for my hundred speeches that I've done in person, in public. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now getting to the point where I'm getting $20,000 an hour to speak. And again, I only share that because it's awesome for me because I've put the work in. And the question is, don't sit there and beat yourself up if you haven't put the work in and you haven't gone long enough. Keep in mind, for 10 years, I've been walking in front of the computer screen trying to talk just like Tony Robbins on stage, just like Les Brown on stage, just like the top paid speakers in the world. Right. I've modeled them in my pajamas at my house, in my room for 10 years so that now I can get paid $20,000 an hour. So yeah. it's just, you got to put the work in. Yeah. I love so much of what you just said, bro, because there's so many things. But one thing that you said towards the end that's top of mind for me is the fact that most people go off of too small of a sample size. So they'll do that, right? They'll sit in front of their computer because they'll be like, oh, I heard Mark talking about that. So I'm going to start doing that. And I'm going to mirror Les Brown. And I'm going to mirror Tony Robbins. And they do it for like a month and a half. And they're like, man, I didn't get any speeches. And then it's like, that doesn't work. And then they write the whole thing off. And it's like, I love the perspective that you just threw out there because it shows like how much most people, I think, underestimate what it truly takes to reach those levels of influence, of leadership, to be able to have that opportunity to take advantage of, to begin with, just to put yourself in the position to do that takes so much effort that most people just aren't willing to put in. And I'm, I'm so glad that you touched on that. I do want to ask this one question before we move into the last segment here, because I ask every single guest that comes on the show this question. I'm interested to hear your answer. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? So you obviously know this question is a perfect tee up for me. We've all heard what you know and who you know is a huge play in your success. And in fact, some people even say it's not what you know, it's who you know that's going to help you be successful. We've probably all heard that in some version. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And so I think that's BS. It allows us to make excuses because, oh, well, no matter, no matter. Right. It's no usually in a negative much. context. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like I didn't context. get the job because that guy's brother was the hiring manager. Bam. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. Bam. So that's the thing is so many people use that as an excuse. But in reality, here's the ironic part. It's not what you know or who you know. Both of those things, they're good. But the next one up, that's like the secret. Like, don't tell people this, right? Like the movie, The Secret. Here's the secret. It's actually who knows you. And what I mean is your success, your financial success is usually in direct proportion to how many people know you, like you, and trust you. And it's a big funnel at the top. You can get millions of people to know who you are. That doesn't mean they're all going to like you. You're going to have half of them probably hate you. But here's the thing. The other half, they're probably going to really like you. Mm. And then from there, even smaller of the people that like you, obviously the other half will hate you. That's fine. Hate on me, right? The bigger you get, the more haters you're going to have. But the same goes with the people that are going to love you and like you. Mm -hmm. But out of that, you're going to have a smaller amount that trust you. But here's the cool thing. The people that trust you, they will fucking die for you. They will give you their money. They will give you their time. They will do anything for you. They'll even buy K-Swiss shoes with your name on them for you. And so with that being said, the real secret to getting more people to trust you is to go up to the top. Just get a million people to know who you are. And then the rest takes care of itself. You're going to get more people like you. You're going to get more people to trust you. So don't worry about trying to get people to like you or trust you. That's the hard part. Oh, what if people don't like me? There are Lots of people aren't going to like you. That's fine. <laughs> Let's just focus on not getting people to like me, not getting people to not like me, and not getting people to trust me. Let's just do the easiest part of it all and go to the top. Let's just get a bunch of people to know me and find out how many like me and how many don't like me and then how many end up trusting me. And if I just get a lot of people to know me, which is the easiest part, it's not even stressful at all. It's so easy. You just press a couple buttons on the keyboard and you put it out on the internet and everyone sees you like an advertisement but for content and your personal brand. So you get millions of people to know you and the rest takes care of itself. Here's the cool part. Obviously what you know and who you know plays a role in your success, mm -hmm. but you can only get so smart and do so much. So what you know does have a limitation. And then who you know, you can't possibly know millions of people. It's just not possible. There's actually a study called the Dunbar Top 150 Theory. You can only actually remember 150 people's names, 
phone numbers, their face. So at the end of the day, it's a fact. The average person can only remember 150 people. So guess what? Think about the people you talk to most. It's the same damn 20, 30, 40 people. So if you had to try to recall 150 off the top of your memory, there's just no way you can remember 100 people, which means there's no way who you know, millions of people, you can't know millions of people. But here's the cool part. Millions of people can know you. And with that being said, the secret to growing the people that like you and the people that trust you, you can't go out personally and get and know a bunch of people to like you, but you can flip the funnel on its head and get the people to know who you are. You can have a hundred million people know you, but there's no way you're going to know a hundred million people. You're not going to be able to text a hundred million people. Hey, how you doing? Let's <laughs> stay in touch. And so but you can flip it. They can follow you. They can learn from you and they can feel like they know you. You won't know them. They can know you. And so that's really the secret here is just understanding that the third level of success, it's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. And so that's the key that nobody, and if they are talking about it online, it's probably because my message is reaching people now. And like I said, the secret is regurgitate the truth, regurgitate success. And that's so people are, I already know there's people all over the place tagging me and regurgitating my shit. And that's awesome. That means I'm reaching more people. So you're going to hear it more often. We live in the era of personal branding, the era of online influencers and thought leaders. It is happening. But now the cool part is there's technology like Facebook and social media and the internet that allows you and me and any average person to become the celebrity of their niche, of their industry, to be the expert. So I know you had one more question, but... No, that was the one, bro. That was the one. So it's a perfect way to end that conversation and transition into the last segment here, something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yep. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? For me, dude, it would probably be a professional tennis player. It could be basketball, but all the other sports have a very short lifespan. Like yeah. golf has like the longest lifespan. You can play golf. Totally. If you're not even in your prime until you're 65. Yeah. <laughs> and so like golf could be cool. Probably a sport though. Cause I played professional paintball. Yeah. And like I made $300,000 in high school playing professional paintball over the course of my whole career. Not in one year, (laughs) but over the course of my whole high school career, I made $300,000, which is awesome. But that was it. Like that was the ceiling. If I could make millions of dollars playing paintball, bro, I'd still be there right now. (laughs) But I can't. So I was like, you know what? Boom, entrepreneurship. Like no glass ceiling. I can just go forever. So it would be going back to professional tennis, soccer, paintball, anything, dude. Like I love that. That's my my long answer for your short one. (laughs) If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Oh, you know, that's one of those answers that we've all seen or heard somewhere online. If you could have lunch with anybody, it's like an Instagram picture, like meme. Yeah. Who would it be? Yeah. (laughs) So I've heard this and I'm ready. I'm going to say Tesla, Nikolai Tesla. Mm. If you study, I read his autobiography. If Mm. you study that man, he was so far ahead of his time. I'm just excited for us to have another Nikola Tesla born. He's around here somewhere. He's somewhere on the planet. There's another one of him around here. Mm -hmm. But that guy had created stuff that if he was still alive today, our planet would be so much further ahead. Unfortunately, he's not. That would be who I'd have lunch with because that guy is such a different thinker. Yeah, yeah. Someone that was like that too, and I totally forget his name. The movie The Imitation Game, did you ever see that? Yeah. With Benedict Cumberbatch, like that dude was someone else was just like, man, he's just so yep. far ahead of like what was even available at the time. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which just shows the power of the mind. Right. So for, I mean, right. there are so many people like that's gotta be one of the hardest questions to answer. Yeah. If you're really into mentorship, if you're not really into mentorship, then it's probably going to be like a celebrity, like crush, like, Oh, it'd be so great to yeah. meet Justin Bieber. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is that going to do for you? Yeah. So yeah. like, if you understand the power of relationships and mentorship, getting access, literally access to higher consciousness that can shift your whole reality. If you understand that, that being with another human can access new levels of consciousness that shifts your whole reality. It's like hacking into the matrix. Right. If you know that, then who you choose to sit with is going to be a whole nother paradigm. And I choose one of the few people on the whole history of the world that shifted humanity and if he was still alive we'd be in a whole new place so man it would be tough though there's a lot of people that i would choose yeah totally but i gotta gamble with him how do you like to consume content books audiobooks blogs podcasts or videos 
I'm an audio kind of guy, but ironically, I read, I don't know if they can see the books behind me. This is just some of them in this room. I love reading, but I have this like, I would way rather listen to an audio tape and just sit and just look at the ocean. I used to ditch class every day and go to the beach and sit next to all these mansions and just listen to audio tapes Mm. of personal development, spiritual development, business development, influence, sales, marketing, and just listen to every audio tape I could get my hands on while sitting at the beach being like, man, it's like I'm ditching class, but for this, like everybody else, if you thought of ditching class, it was because you weren't actually better in your life. Right, I, was right. leaving, <laughs> I was leaving the quote unquote classroom yeah. to go and study in a way better environment, not a cooped up classroom, the right. ocean. You're actually retaining information better in a better environment. So I was like, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to leave this class. <laughs> I'm going to go to the ocean in a way better environment. And I'm going to listen to real teachers talk about results that I want to have. I don't want to learn how to solve this chemistry problem or this stupid, you know, whatever equation. I'm never going to have to do this ever again in my life. And I'm paying you to tell me you could, I love, I'll tell my teachers all the time. I'd be like, what is this going to do for me? I'm just as a customer, as As a a customer, as a customer and a client, I'm paying Uh, money. You could tell I've been reading my business books as a customer and a client. I just want to know what I'm paying for. How is this going to help me after this class because this obviously this is preparing me for something can you tell me what the this is preparing me for and they'd literally be like it's just part of your education your curriculum to get to the next level because mark you're going to get a piece of paper at the end of it that makes it all worth it so that you can be a slave for the rest of your life (laughs) and then pay off debt right and then have to always have to have a job and so i was like man this is some so I would ditch every day and go and go to a better environment, with real mentors. So audio all day. But currently, because I have my own house with a beautiful backyard and stuff, I like to sit back and read in the morning with a cup of coffee. What's something that you would recommend in audio, a podcast, a book, something that you've consumed recently that you would recommend? Bro, there's so many. Do you have a specific subject that you want no. me to pin? No, just something impactful. It could be business. It could be life, personal. But I want you to only pick one, though. That's tough. I'm torn between two. I'm going to pick the one. And this is going to leave everybody wondering, what was the second one? But I, <laughs> but I can't share. Yeah, true. Uh, you heard the rules. You guys heard all the, heard it. I yeah, heard the here. rules. <laughs> like in classroom, right? Yeah. This is the rules. So the one book is Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. That's the one. All right. And because everybody is going to be wondering, myself included, what's the second one? <laughs> so by the way, guys, that's the power of marketing. If you can leave people cliffhanging so that they absolutely have to know, and I had you have to break your own rule for me to share the second one, that's marketing. And you can tell I've read a ton of books on influence and persuasion because that's it. If you can learn how to do that, people will break their own rules to find out what you have whether it's your product, your service, or in this case, me just sharing my second book title because I knew I had to drop it on you guys. It's How to Get Everything You Can Out of All You've Got by Jay Abraham. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. My morning routine, it's usually I wake up next to my beautiful fiance. I come downstairs. I heat up some coffee. I sit back. I read whatever one of the books is that I'm reading. I follow my mantra. Read what you need. So I'm always reading a book and it's hard. Sometimes I want to read the book, you know, Bill Gates recommends these five books and I buy all five of them. And I'm like, what the fuck am I reading these books? For? Totally did that recently. I'm like, totally did I'm that like, recently. Yeah. Cause Bill Gates recommended them. So I yeah. bought all five on Amazon, like one click, one click, one click. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I reading this book for? <laughs> Because this does not before, apply to me at all currently. At yeah. all. <laughs> at all. Currently at this stage in my life. So my mantra is read what you need. And so in the morning, I'm always reading a book that's going to help me get closer to achieving my goal for the short-term moment and long-term. So I'm reading information that's going to help me achieve my life purpose and my business goals. And then I have my cup of coffee. I read for about an hour a day. I find some way to always fit it in. You know, you make time for the things that are important and the non-negotiables. So for me, reading for an hour a day is one of those things or educating. It could be listening. It's just crazy how one hour a day for a year is nine 40 hour weeks. 
And so it's basically two months, a little over two months of a full-time 40-hour-a-week job, just improving yourself. One hour a day compounds over 10 years with over two years of a full-time 40-hour-a-week job for two straight years, just improving yourself. So one hour a day adds up and makes such a big difference. And that's why it's so essential that you just develop the habit. It's not about sitting down and reading a whole book in a weekend if you're never gonna do that consistently. So I really, really emphasize, like my whole morning routine for right now is just telling people, I make it a non-negotiable to read for an hour a day. If I go longer, awesome, but I always find a way to get an hour in. And then I also go to the gym after that. So the very first thing in the morning is my non-negotiables. I fuel my body with food. I just mentioned coffee, but I try to have like a green vegetable or protein shake. Maybe I eat a granola bar or some eggs. Fuel my body. Then I fuel my mind. And then I fuel like my physical body as well with going to the gym and working out. So exercise and exercise for the brain. What is your go-to pump-up song? Dude, it really depends on the mood, but I guess pump-up is the mood here. So there's a song called, there's so many now. One of Logic just dropped a new one. That might be the new one. It's probably Four Lit by Ty Dolla Sign and some other people. What is something that you're not very good at? Bro, if I talk about things I'm not good at, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm not good at. There's way more things I'm obviously not good at than the short list of things I am good at. But that's life, right? You yeah, only have totally. to be good at You only have to be really good at one thing to have an incredible life. For me, dude, things I'm not good at, throwing, this is a weird one, throwing a baseball. I'm not very good at throwing a baseball. Mm, that's a good one. I can throw a football straight and with a spiral, but mm -hmm. I can't throw a baseball very accurately. I look all weird. That's probably why I baseball as a child. My ability to throw a baseball is whack. <laughs> I don't know. All right, bros, we get yeah. everything wrapped up here. What is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Hands down. It's going to be on social media, but the best way to get a hold of me on social media, because it's easy to remember, is just shortenthegap.com, shortenthegap.com. Otherwise, type Mark Lack into uh, social media and I'll come up. But otherwise, go to my website and there's tons of amazing free resources for everybody over there. Totally. So go to shortenthegap.com to find out more about Mark. Of all the people that I know putting out content, Mark is one of the people that puts out the most and most valuable content. So if you are looking for free, super valuable content, then Mark Lack is putting it out all the time. So Mark, thanks so thanks, much for bro. coming to the show today, brother. I had a fantastic time chatting with you. Thanks, brother. Back at you, man. Appreciate you. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.